2021, it's difficult for the average person to imagine that someone born and raised in the United States does not know how to use technology or navigate public transportation or could be overcome with anxiety at the thought of crossing the street. Now imagine being in a position where it's frowned upon to ask for help in those situations or even ask questions because you're expected to just know. I was that person six years ago. For over a decade, I lived in what I call a time capsule. I was eventually released from one of New Jersey's state prisons, but to an area where I had never lived, at an age that people expected me to act in a manner that was foreign to me and without the support needed for my survival. I couldn't get a job because I never had a resume. I couldn't get an apartment because I had no rental, employment, or credit history. I couldn't do the many things that would prevent me from going back to the system designed for me to fail. Unfortunately, I'm not the only neighbor you pass that has a similar reentry experience. So welcome to Hiding in Plain Sight, the neighbors you never hear from. This series will take you on a journey of reentry through the firsthand experiences of six people and where they are today. I recently spoke with a mother who took us on an emotional journey of surviving sexual abuse as a child, how her acts of rebellion led to her eventual incarceration, and the moment she had to explain to her son that her stay at college was actually time spent in jail. Hey, my name is Cass Severe. I am from, originally I grew up in South Orange, New Jersey. I currently live in Newark, New Jersey. I've been in Newark for about five years. Cass grew up in a house that seemed to value family, and she was a curious and happy child. That is, until she was violated by the same family who abandoned their responsibility to protect her. I have vivid memories of my childhood. A lot of it's because of, I repressed a lot because of some traumas that happened. You know, my father violated me, and I think that was what, what changed my whole life. Um, I just never came back from that till this day. Um, you know, he started molesting me at 14. Cass went on to share that the lack of help from adults around her and unresolved trauma became a recipe that led to a series of behaviors and events beyond her control. Because of those childhood traumas that I experienced, that I, it led me into dramatic adulthood for a long period of time, especially my, all my whole 20s and the beginning of my 30s. Um, that's when I stopped getting arrested. Uh, you know, having your innocence robbed from you without you having any say, it's it's a lifelong um, stain in your life that you will never get over. You just learn to manage it through healing. Um, and then through healing comes forgiveness. And I still grapple with that. But uh, I was... I was again a child and I remember I remember just being violated by men in my family whether it was a cousin whether it was an uncle and then the person that's supposed to be the your caretaker you wanted to be something else to me In fact according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics 80% of adult women report sexual victimization as children prior to their adult incarceration. And it's irresponsible for our communities to believe that without consistent support to heal through these experiences, children can grow in the positive manner that they should. It was kind of like, okay, 
no one helped me. No one said, okay, why are you doing this? Is something happening at home? Is something happened to you? What makes you want to do this? So it was kind of like, you're just a bad person. And I just kind of felt that I, that's what I was. And um, I just kept on getting arrested, kept on getting arrested. And I just was going through the process. Through Cass's cycle of abuse, incarceration, and navigating a broken system, she had a son. And spoiler alert, he is now a freshman at college and has been dribbling basketball since grade school with hopes of one day making it to the NBA. But what were those first moments like for her when reuniting with her child? Gavin confronted me at dinner one day. He was like, Mom, were you locked up? You did time? And then I was just like, oh, God, this is it. This is the moment I have to tell him my story. Like, yes, I went through things and things happen in life and people make bad mistakes, but look what I've done. You've seen me graduate Essex County College. You've seen me graduate Rutgers. I mean, you see, at the time I was enrolled in Rutgers. You've seen me do X, Y, and Z. Do I look like I'm the same person that your dad, you know, narrated? He was like, absolutely not. He said, Mom, you actually, this is big. She said something like, Mom, this is what change looks like. And this was at dinner, and he was like 10. And I said, are you upset with me? And he was like, no. He was so proud of me because at that moment, he realized that life can life happens to people, but it's what you do with it matters, you know? And we've been close ever since. We've heard a significant amount of childhood systemic and reentry pitfalls Cass experience, but we also heard her resilience. I'm a firm believer that we are all a collection of not only our experiences, but also the ages that those experiences happen. So I asked her what she wanted to be when she grew up before life took her in a different direction. That's what that's what they called me, Kasi. Mm -hmm. Little Kasi always wanted to be a nurturer in some form or some fashion. I wanted to be a pediatrician. I used to love kids, and I love kids now. They they keep me young. I I. I don't know if it's because my birthday's on leap year and I have a birthday every four years and really I'm nine years old. I've always had this like, this very, I understood children. And maybe because I always wanted to be understood as a child. And, you know, I wanted to be the voice for the voiceless because I was the voiceless at, at a particular time in my life as a child. And I, I get them, I get them so well. And before we ended our discussion, I asked Kaz one final question. If given the chance, what would she say to her younger self? Her powerful words echo in a way that many abused children and adults could forever feel. I would tell Cassie that I I'm, I would apologize to her, first and foremost, for abandoning her. Yeah, I am, um, you know, not... Being so, I, I would tell her that I'm sorry for not thinking that you were good enough to overcome things that you went through. Showing up for you and, and speaking up for you because it's all you needed was someone to speak up for you. And I, instead of stifling your silence and, and making you feel it was okay for what you went through, that even blaming you for those things happening to you. I want to apologize to her for that and also hug her and tell her it's okay. You don't have to, you've been holding us down. You've been, even though the behaviors that you, 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 you display may not have been good, but you were trying to survive 
and you were trying to protect us the best way you could and letting her know that I appreciate what you tried to do. But guess what? You don't have to do that anymore. I, I got us. I'm healed. I'm healthy. I'm mentally equipped to, to protect us. What would happen if we paid attention in a measurable way, not only to the impact that formerly incarcerated individuals have on communities, but to how they can enhance it? With the world's highest incarceration rate, it is naive of us as a country to not address the unhinged and unchecked harm caused by the carceral system and advance the natural and civil rights of those currently and formerly incarcerated. This is Tia Nort. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hiding in Plain Sight, the neighbors you never hear from. And if you're interested in ways to get involved with helping our neighbors locally, I encourage you to visit njforte house.org that's njforthouse.org or all of us are none dash northern nj.com that's all of us are none dash northern nj.com this series is part of the nork news and story collaborative made possible with the funding support of the geraldine r dodge foundation and the victoria foundation the nork news and story collaborative is committed to elevating community-driven storytelling to fill information gaps in local and national media. The collaborative trains community members in storytelling, media making, and other creative art forms to share and amplify their experiences. It's laying the groundwork for a collaborative network that will address long-standing information inequities in Newark, New Jersey. For more information, and to hear local stories, visit www.norkstories.com.